the place where we set out? Um, sorry, I didn't hear that. Lily, were you saying something? Yeah, I'm seeing, we're seeing the, oh, I'm seeing the prayer session, the um, pamphlet, the um, meeting invite, basically. Okay, okay, good. Is that the only thing you're seeing? Yes, and you on the side. Okay, okay, all right, that's fine. All right, um, good evening, everyone. Let's start with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for this um, evening or whatever time it is. Thank you for this day. Lord, we are grateful for, for helping us. Thank you for last week. Thank you for the many testimonies and victories you caused us to experience. Uh, we thank you for another time of um, fellowship together. Lord, tonight, we will spend it tonight praying. Um, we ask that you help us pray. Holy Spirit, we ask that you um, inspire us, grant us utterance in prayer. We ask that you quicken us, uh, quicken our spirits so that we can um, effectively communicate what's in your heart in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for every other person that hasn't joined us yet that is um that is yet to join us we thank you because um you're prompting your hearts and it, tonight shall be a refreshing session in jesus name amen all right amen so tonight is a prayer meeting um but i want to share something because of the nature of the prayer i want to i want to lead us in i want to share something very briefly that would guide us in um, our prayers all right so let me just share that in, say, 15 minutes or 20 minutes max. All right, so turn to Psalm 63. We'll read from verse 1 to 5. Psalm 63, verse 1 to 5. Let me use um, my New King James Version. Psalm 63, verse 1 to 5. Give me a minute, please. Okay, great. So it says... It says, um, oh God, you are my God. He says, Ellie, will I seek you? You know, I read a commentary. I read a book. I read a portion of a book yesterday. And the person explained that um, when it says seeking God early, it could mean it has three, broadly speaking, it has three applications. So number one is that you see God early in terms of the time of the day, right? Seeking God early in the morning. Number two is that you have... Um, an implication in life generally. So you see God early in life. And then number three is that in terms of priority. So you can see God early on in a situation instead of having to run around and search for several options before eventually coming to God. But that you see God early, meaning while a situation just pops up, God is the first person you seek, all right? So um, the psalmist here, that's David, he says, I, um, early will I seek you. Then he goes on to say, my soul thirsts for you, which is part of my emphasis this night. You know, it comes to a point where just like your body longs for water, your soul thirsts for something. It thirsts for a, a form of water that obviously is not physical. And you know, the desire of the soul cannot be met by anything material, right? And um, that's why even though someone may be rich and influential, there could still be a gap in that person's life. There could still be a longing in that person's life. And God created us with that, with that desire so that only him can, can meet that demand. He created a desire in us so that he's the only one that can supply um, sufficiently what we desire for. And what, what this means is that beyond just receiving Christ Jesus into your heart, right? Like we do the first, first time we give our lives to Christ. Beyond just receiving Christ Jesus, what happens is that our soul consistently longs for fellowship with God. 
our soul consistently longs for fellowship with God. And you observe in your Christian life that if you go for a long period without fellowshipping with God, you begin to feel um, you begin to feel dehydrated in your soul, right? And your soul really yearns and longs for something. You know, what happens many times is that people, people try to satisfy it with, with different things. But it, at the end of the day, it is never satisfied. The only thing that can satisfy our soul is that communion and that fellowship with God. So we're still reading Psalm 63, verse 1. Um, it says, my soul thirsts for you, my flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So spiritually speaking, there are, there are times when we have the experience of a dry and thirsty land, where we go through spiritually dry places or spiritually dry experiences, and we just long for communion, all right? And if our soul goes without that communion and fellowship with God, what will happen is that we will be prone to the attack of the enemy. So the, the, it will be easy for the devil to, to you know, send fairy darts, fiery darts against us. You know, when we read the book of, um, the book of Ephesians chapter 6, when it talks about the armor of God, it talks about the shield of faith with which you quench the fiery darts of the enemy. So that suggests to us that the, the, the enemy sends fiery darts, right? And we are most vulnerable to the arrows of the enemy in, in the times where we are void of fellowship with God, right? Let me take that again. We are most vulnerable to the arrows of the enemy in the times or periods where we are void of fellowship with God. And like I keep, I, I usually would say, and I believe this is true, that loneliness for the most part is not the absence of a human relationship. Loneliness for a greater part is the absence of that divine fellowship and relationship with God. Because it is possible for you to be in the midst of a group of people and still be lonely and still feel very lonely. You know, loneliness is a symptom that points to a greater illness and that illness is, is um, void in our fellowship with God. So loneliness is one of the symptoms. Another symptom we, we typically see that, that results from absence of fellowship or, or deficiency of fellowship with God is depression. When people get depressed, most times it's an absence of oneness with, with God, absence of that communion and fellowship with God. Again, from experience, another symptom that I, I see that um, that is a product or, or a symptom, another symptom here that is a product of, of um, void of fellowship with God is, is a tendency to be easily agitated, meaning any little thing you just play up, any, any little thing, and you, you know yourself that what this person did was so minute. In fact, the person didn't mean to offend me, but you just observed that you got angry. And in fact, before someone even offends you, you have already prepared a response to the person's offense, even though it has not happened. That is a symptom. That could be one of the symptoms of, of deficiency in fellowship. So those spiritually dry places that we go through, it is when we remember we have such experience, it is important we go back to the place of fellowship and drink from that, um, from that fountain that never runs dry, all right? So Psalm 63, verse, verse, uh, when verse 2 now, it says, so, have, so I have looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. It says, because your loving kindness is better than life, meaning that at that point in time, we desire above everything, the loving kindness of Jesus, the fellowship of Jesus, where we taste, you know, the Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. It is in that place of fellowship that we taste of the Lord. We taste of the goodness and of the of the bounty of God's love. We it's almost like the love of God is crystallized in a liquid form. 
We can literally drink of that love and be satisfied. And you know what? What the devil tries to trick us into is believing that it's a particular circumstance on the outside that is that is um, responsible for our, our internal disposition, for the disposition of our soul. That's what the enemy would want to make us believe. So, for instance, somebody, say, loses his job, right? Um, or, yeah, someone loses his job. The enemy would want to make you feel depressed, want to make you easily agitated, and he would also want to suggest to you that it is because you lost your job that you are feeling this way. But the real truth is that's not that's not truth. It is not because of, of, of the job that the person is feeling that way. It's an absence of deep communion with the Holy Spirit. Because when you fellowship with God, what God does to you first, he gives you a satisfaction in your soul, in your heart. All right? And that satisfaction is independent of any external change. So that's for that person, for instance, the person might not even have a new job yet, but the person will be saturated with joy. The person might not have a, whatever he's looking for at that point, but joy will fill his heart. And the person will observe that the disposition of his or her no, soul is totally, is totally different. Um, can we mute our mics, please? All right. So the person will observe that the disposition of his soul is totally um, different, even though even though the, the problem has not yet been solved externally, all right? And so that's what um, David was saying, that I, your loving kindness, that intimacy and fellowship with you is better than life, is better than anything life can offer, all right? He says, my lips shall praise you. Verse 4 says, Psalm 63, verse 4, thus I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. So he began to talk about worship here. He now says, my soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness. So David was saying that as a result of this fellowship with God, as a result of this um, time of communion, my soul experiences a fatness, a, a, an increase, a robustness in, on the inside. And um, it is as though someone was satisfied with marrow and with fatness. You get So there's a satisfaction, and this is what I really want to point out before we go into prayer. There's a satisfaction that can only be gotten from the place of fellowship, all right? And, um, you know, again, one of the ways the enemy robs us in the place of prayer is that we enter the place of prayer, we, we are so consumed with the consciousness of the problem at hand. So somebody, for instance, has um, house rent to pay, and then the rent is due next month, and the person doesn't even have half of the money. What the person now goes to, goes with in the place of prayer is the consciousness of the house rent. And so... While it is, of course, it is good to pray about your needs, but then it can overwhelm our, our fellowship with God so that the only thing we, we focus on in the place of prayer is our needs. And we miss out of the fellowship with God. And like I'll show us now, right in a few minutes from now, fellowship with God is really what answers most of our problems. It comes from that communion and fellowship with God. All right? Um, so it says, my mouth shall praise you and uh, my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips praise jesus so there's an intimacy that our soul always always yearns for and again uh, like i said earlier if you noticed in your life where you were you were absent from from communion with god from praying with god right from fellowshipping with god if you if you had such long periods you will notice a dryness a a, a void a vacancy in your soul and that vacancy can only be filled by fellowship with god so it is that fellowship and intimacy I want us to practice in tonight's um, prayer. All right. However, let me read something, some more things to us. So knowing that again, again, if you read verse 
before I, I leave here, verse 1 talks about a dry and thirsty land where there's no water. All right? So um, um, David here re referred to, a, to an experience where your soul feels like it's in a dry land where there is no water. So what is the antidote to this? Remember I said that God created a vacuum in us inherently that can only be satisfied by his presence, all right? So how does God satisfy this vacuum in our soul, all right? So to answer that, let's turn to Revelation chapter 22, verse 1 to 3. Someone can read for us if you are there. Revelation 22, verse 1 to 3. Please go ahead if you are there. Revelation okay. 22. Yeah, go ahead, please. Revelation 22, verse 1 to 3. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. In the middle, in the middle of its street and on either side of the river was the tree of life, which bore 12 fruits, each tree yielding its fruit every month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse, for the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. Praise God. Thank you for that. So my emphasis really is in verse 1, but I wanted us to just see a picture of the effect um, up to verse 3. But my emphasis is in verse 1. He says that, this was John, now he says he saw a pure river, and he calls it the river of water of life. So there is such a thing, such a provision and supply referred to as the river of the water of life. And it tells us, it says it's clear as crystal and it proceeds out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. Meaning that this water of life, right, proceeds from the throne of God. Now, remember when we read in Psalm 63, it says that, you know, the soul was in a dry place where there is no water. However, there's a place, there's a provision where water flows from. And that water is called the water of life. And it flows from a throne, all right? So somebody will say, but this throne is in heaven, so how do I benefit from it? And my answer to you is this, that the Holy Spirit brings the reality of current, of existing um, provisions in heaven and makes it our own experience. Let me take that again. So the Holy Spirit brings to us as a personal experience what is already obtainable in heaven, simply put. So this, this river that flows from the throne of God it's possible for us to drink and partake from that river because now that throne also lives in our hearts, all right? So when Jesus Christ, when we receive Jesus Christ, one of the things is that he, we, we, he's, he makes his throne in our hearts. And what is obtainable in heaven becomes we have a foretaste of it. We have a, a you know, when, before a movie is launched, there's what is called the, the trailer, good, that gives you a snippet of it in a very similar manner. We have a foretaste of that throne and what the throne releases on earth, all right? And that is what we can partake of. So when we fellowship, whenever we're in a dry place in our souls, right, we feel spiritually dry. We feel a bit empty because we'll be out of touch um, for a while from, this, from the place of fellowship. What God does is that when we go back to fellowship, we now drink, by the help of the Holy Spirit, we drink from that water of life. All right, we drink from the water of life that flows from the throne of God. And now you understand why the Bible says we should come to um, approach the throne of grace with boldness so that we can obtain mercy and find grace to help in a time of need. So that throne, all, we, all that is required is for us to come to that throne 
and then we will drink of the river. Okay. And why I want, why I really want us to understand this is because there are several several times in life where you go through seasons of of spiritual dryness, and if you don't know how to get yourself back into fellowship, I don't know how to drink from the river of life. Then the enemy will take advantage of those seasons and. Uh, it might take a long while to recover. There are people that from that period, they, beca they became oppressed with fear. They became oppressed with depression. Um, they became attacked with, with anger. And so many things just went, went just came upon their life. The enemy just sent so many arrows that attacked their hearts. All right? But they didn't know how to drink from the water of life. And that life dispels. You know, the Bible says, in him was life, and that life was the light of men. And the light shines in darkness. Meaning when you drink of life, your light, your 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 life now illuminates, and anything that represents darkness cannot stand the illumination that proceeds from drinking from the water of life. So I want to, that's what I want us to practice um, this evening. All right. So I'm going to read um, just two more scriptures, and we'll begin praying. Psalm 46, verse three to four. Psalm 46, verse three to four. All right, let me read. It says, Though the waters therefore roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, verse 4 says, There is a river. The streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. Praise Jesus. So verse 3 was saying that though things wouldn't be going on right. Meaning, um, it says, though the waters roar, there may be troubles on the outside, there may be concerns, there may be burdens, there may be responsibilities pending, there may be several things, okay? And it says, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. So, so things, that, things that you trusted as pillars begin to crumble. It says, though all these things happen, the Bible gives us an escape route and gives us a possibility of an alternate experience. It says, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. And what I want us to do is to practice drinking from that river, the river that supplies joy into your life. Remember that it is with joy we draw from the wells of salvation. So we are, we, we, I want us to practice drinking from that river, the river that supplies joy, that, that makes glad the city of God. And the Bible says the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. And where is that holy place right now? The holy place is inside you and I. So part of what I want us to do in prayer is to connect with the Holy Ghost on our inside. See, I know, I mean, most of us, if not all of us, most of us here can pray in tongues or at least I used to pray. I am not just saying you come and start praying. No, I'm saying you sense the Holy Spirit in your heart and give him room. Many times, I was, I was watching a video yesterday, and um, I mean, he was a Christian man talking about business, but there's something he said that really, really um, touched my heart. He said at one time, the Holy Spirit told him that you are doing so many things for me, but you are not doing them with me. And that changed, I mean, of course, changed his life and, and really got me thinking since yesterday that most of, most many times we, we want to pray to God, but we don't pray with God. And when I mean pray with God, now I pray with the Holy Spirit. So for instance, um, someone has a, has a need, let's say house rent, for instance, and the person comes and just begins to say, oh Lord, I want house rent, Lord provide, Lord send me helpers, Lord send me money, Lord open financial doors. That is a typical disposition if, if, if anybody would take that is in need. But what the Holy Spirit wants is he wants, he wants you to partner with him in the prayer. So that in the course of prayer, he can now lead you and say, okay, pray this way. 
or do this and do that. And I, from my experience and from, from scripture, praying, <clears throat> allowing the Holy Ghost to lead you in prayer gives you the most results. In fact, it takes you in a deeper dimension, right? And with a, with a, more, with a richer experience. So there's a stream whose glad, whose, there's a river, sorry, whose streams make glad the city of God. All right. So we want to, we want to practice that drinking from that river. All right. Um, last scripture I read is Psalm 36, verse 9. Psalm 36, verse 9. Psalm 36, verse 9. It says, For with thee is the fountain of life, and in thy light shall we see light. All right, let me read that again. Psalm 36, verse 9. For with thee is the fountain of life, in thy light shall we see light. So what the psalmist here was explaining is that the life, right, has a fountain. A fountain is different from me. I mean, a fountain is different from a river or from a stream. A fountain is where the water originates from, all right? It is where, where the water originates from. I mean, that's the best way I can put it. And the Bible is saying that life has a fountain. You know, every time we feel depressed, every time we feel empty, every time we feel, sep um, we feel separated, right, from God, is a result of, of the absence of life. And when, I'm, when I say the absence of life, I mean experientially now. Yes, of course, as believers, we have the life of God in us always, right? And that's not going to be taken away. However, our experience sometimes um, suggests to us that we are not in touch with that life, okay? And so that's the experience I'm referring to. I'm not saying we don't have life as a believer. I'm saying there are times when, when you feel certain expressions of darkness is because we are not in touch with the life that life of God is with us. And God did it in such a way that we, we will always have to be in constant fellowship with him for the life that he has given us to manifest, okay? It's like someone that goes to a shop to buy, um, someone that goes to a shop to, to buy, let's say, an electronic, for instance, right? But the manufacturer, <clears throat> the manufacturer of the electronic did it in such a way that you would always have to come to the manufacturer so that your electronics will keep on working. <clears throat> That's the way God did it. He said, yes, I'll give you eternal life. It's in your spirit. It's a gift. Fine. But that eternal life will not manifest. You will not benefit the fruit and the results of that eternal life if you are not in constant fellowship with me. Okay? Um, so you need that. So again, just like your, for instance, you download your Instagram app. Great. Your, your Instagram app is on your phone. It is, whether you, you disconnect from the internet or not, your Instagram app is always on your phone. However, you cannot use your Instagram app unless you are connected to the internet. That's the same way God did eternal life for us. We have it in our spirit. It is a gift, but we cannot use it except we are in constant fellowship and connection with him. All right. And so back to our reading, it says, for with thee is the fountain of life. So life has a fountain and that fountain is God. So every time we come in fellowship, we draw from the fountain of life. And if you want your Christian experience to remain fresh, then you must learn how to drink from the fountain of life. You must learn how to constantly, how to constantly tap into this um, ever-flowing river of life. All right, just like we read in the book of Romans and book of Revelation. All right, so how do we do this in practice? All right, I I, I try to scribble down some things. How do we do this in practice? So I'm going to go into prayer now. But again, um, this is a prayer. I'm not. I would start off by giving us a prayer point. I will start off by leading us 
to fellowship. There's something I call, and please permit me, this is just my own terminology, right? Um, this is the way I put it. So when I go to pray like this, I try to feel my spirit. I try to sense my spirit. I try to touch my touch, contact God with my spirit to know where God is. All right. Now, of course, God lives inside of us, but because God is also a person, right? The Holy Spirit is a person. So he, we, I need to keep in touch with his current activities in my spirit. Okay. So when I go to pray like this, I don't start off with a prayer point. I start off by listening to the Holy Spirit, trying to sense and perceive where what he's doing in my spirit. So based on my perception, sometimes he might be singing a song, sometimes he might be giving me a revelation, sometimes he might even just be quiet, and I try to follow suit, okay? And, and this is what I want us to start with as we pray. You are, I'm, I'm not giving us a prayer point. I'm going to give you time to, to again, oh, this is my terminology, right? I'm giving, I'm giving you time to sense the Holy Spirit in your, in your spirit, okay? So all of us together now, when we start praying, you'll find out that um, if, if everyone should give an accurate account of the experience, we we'll all have different experiences. What the Holy Spirit may be doing in our spirit part-time may be different from what he's doing with the other person, okay? So I want you to sense your spirit, okay? And and I will suggest, you know, for, for again, this is just a suggestion. For this type of prayer, I usually don't pray out so loud. Reason is so that I don't get distracted with my own voice, okay? I typically would just want to be quiet and pray in the spirit, pray in the spirit, pray in the spirit quietly so that I can sense the Holy Ghost in my heart, okay? Now, when you begin to do this, what I want you to do is to pay attention to the nudges of the Holy Spirit. Many times the Holy Spirit will give you a song, right? A song that captures his expression in your spirit at that point in time, okay? Do you follow that? So let me take that again. Many times the Holy Spirit will give you a song, and the song captures his, the, his expression in your spirit part time. If you come tomorrow to pray, for instance, the song the Holy Spirit will give you might be totally different, right? And this is why this is not um, this is not a doctrinal teaching; it's an experiential teaching, right? So you would sense that song, right? It might not, it might, it might be a song you know, it might be a song that you never, you've never heard of. She might compose it in your heart at that moment. It also might just be a a humming. You might just be doing or whatever it is. You might just be humming. You might just be singing a tune that is new to you. But whatever the case is, when you get that um, impression in your heart, right, sing it out or, or say it out. Also, let me add this. That it may be a scripture he may drop in your heart, all right? And pay attention to that scripture. The reason why is because at this stage of prayer, the Holy Spirit wants to quicken you, Okay. Meaning the Holy Spirit wants to take you to another energy level. For instance, in um, physics, we know that um, atoms can jump from one energy level, the atoms are, or electrons jump from one energy level to another, all right? And what are, are they live from one orbit to another? Okay, let me use another example. Um, for instance, for instance, where there are frequencies, okay? Your radio has several frequencies you can pick on, you can pick on. The Holy Spirit typically communicates on a particular frequency, right? He, what he wants to do is to tune your spirit to that frequency so that you can receive from him. So what he does is that he gives you a song or gives you a verse of scripture or, or asks you to even dance, you know, as the case may be. And when you obey that impression in your heart, then you, you are tuned to his frequency and then active fellowship now starts on that level. Does that make sense? 
Let me take that again. So whatever um, the whole impression the Holy Spirit gives you, be it a song, be it a scripture, be it uh, an instruction, whatever it is, right? When you act on it, you are tuned to a particular frequency, you are quickened. And then from that frequency, active fellowship can now start. It is almost like a transport mechanism. You want to leave from your house to the bus stop. Okay, you take a bike or you enter a bus or you drive with your car. The vehicle moves you from where you are to where you should be. That is the same way the song of, of God does in our spirit. So when we start, when I start practice now, when I start, um, when I start fellowshipping, right? I start, you know, thanking God. I start, you know, worshiping Him. The Holy Spirit now drops a song in my heart. When I sing that song, as I continue singing the song, the song transports me to another frequency in Him. Then it is from that frequency that active fellowship can now begin. So it is at that frequency that I can now, I most likely will hear His voice. I most likely will know what he's saying. And, you know, different forms of engagement happens on that level. All right? So first thing is, um, um, in practice now, first thing is, you just come to God in prayer. So so what, what I typically do, now let me drill down to exact practice. What I typically do is I, I come, I, I most times I pray, play like light instrumentals, and I'm just saying, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I just give thanks. Lord, I thank you for this. I thank you for that. I speak in other tongues. I pray in other tongues. And as I continue to do that, my spirit begins to open up to the Holy Ghost. Then the Holy Spirit now gives me, drops an impression in my heart, right? Either he drops a song or anything. And then I yield myself to that impression. And as I yield myself, I, I will begin to sense the anointing and I am quickened to a higher level, okay? Then on that higher level, I'm, I can now communicate and listen to him um, deeply, Right. So the second thing I want to, uh, second tip I want to give us is, is um, um, singing in the spirit. Now, I, I I don't know how many of us sing in the spirit, but I believe everyone that prays in tongues in tongues has the ability to sing in tongues as well. Um, I just don't know if you practice it or not. And um, I guess now is not the time to teach on it, but but I need to keep this in. Singing in the spirit, from my personal experience. Right, I found out that one of the easiest ways to break free from environmental spiritual limitations, okay, is singing in the spirit. Let me explain what I mean. So there are times when you want to pray, and it's almost like you are hitting a brick wall. You are trying to pray, you are hitting a brick wall. You are trying to pray, you are just it's not just flowing. So what I do is that I, I pause, I don't I stop my prayer, and then I begin to sing in the spirit. I stir up myself to sing in the spirit. As I sing in the spirit, I become lighter. And I found out that it is so it is so easy to increase your frequency, right, while praying, when you sing in tongues. When you sing in the spirit, you can tune your spirit quickly to receive from God, all right? So I want you to also practice that as well. Sing in the spirit, um, um, stir yourself up, sing, sing in the spirit, sing in the spirit. It will come a time where you will just naturally start praying in tongues as an overflow of singing in the spirit. And you notice that your tongues will be more articulate and you have less resistance at that point in time. Okay? So this is just a tip. If you start ever start praying and and you are hitting a brick wall, then sing in the spirit. You experience liberty. Also, in that, in that same vein, minister unto the Lord. This is a very powerful thing. Again, when you come to pray like this, just minister unto God. Don't, you know, sing songs that talk, that exalt the name of Jesus. Sing songs that talk about the power of God, about the greatness of God, about the goodness of God. Sing songs that, that talk about the qualities of God, okay? 
I know there are songs that talk about our, our victory in Christ. There are songs that talk about our position in God, all right? But when you come to minister to God, be more particular about songs that talk about God himself. That's about the greatness of God. Oh, how great that was. Um, you are great. Yes, you are awesome and all of that. Just sing songs and minister to God that talk about God. When you do that, you'll find out that um, you'll be lighter in the spirit and your fellowship would progress swiftly. Okay? All right. And lastly, lastly, take a pen and a paper. And I want you to even practice that right now. Take a pen and a, a piece of paper or a, a, or a journal or something to write with. If it's electronic, that's fine. But have something to write or write to document something down, to document your experiences. Because as we fellowship with God, what happens is that God begins to reveal his mind to us. He begins to drop things in our hearts. Okay? So what I want you to do is to document the things that God drops in your heart. And at the end of the prayer, I'm going to ask us, you know, for what God dropped in your heart. If it's personal and you don't want to share, please, that's fine. But if it's something you want to share, um, please go ahead and, and share it. Okay? So I hope I've given us a few tips to help us. I'm going to take one question or you know, two questions before we pray just so that we understand. I'm, I'm sure we get, get what, what I'm saying. So two questions very quickly before we begin praying, okay? Questions around what we spoke about. Anyone has a question to please go ahead. Anyone with a question concerning what I just shared briefly, please go ahead. Okay, no question. So I'm assuming everyone understood. Okay, if you understood, then give me a thumbs up. So I am sure we are all together. If you are certain you understood everything I said, give a thumbs up. Okay, I see thumbs up from Faith. Um, who else? Um, thumbs up from who again? I don't seem to see any other person. Okay. Okay, in the chat. All right, all right. Understood. Okay, okay, good, good, good. Okay, so we're going to pray right now. We're going to practice what, what I've just said. Okay, thumbs up from, from down. Okay, great. From up where? Okay, awesome. So you guys are with me. So we're going to practice it now. Um, we are going to start with, I'm going to play instrumental, you know, just to help us. And I want you to practice this. We're going to practice this for the next 30 minutes. Practice fellowshipping, communing with God. Releasing your heart to God. If there's any distraction, put it aside, right? I know there's something from work that is very pending. You need to submit first thing tomorrow. Um, I know that there are probably calculations, financial calculations you haven't just figured out. I know they just paid salary and there's one new dress you wanted to buy. I know all of that. So just put it aside um, and then fellowship, right? Let your heart yield to God. You know, when the Bible says yield yourself to God, this is a good place to practice it. So let's yield ourselves to God in the place of fellowship. All right, so we're going to pray. We're fellowshiping for the next 30 minutes, and then we'll be back.
A great way to start is just by saying thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just by exalting the name of Jesus Christ, thanking Him. And as you begin to thank Him, the Holy Spirit will continue to expand your heart in the area of thanksgiving. And He then drops a song in your heart. He, he, you, you, you begin to um, um, sing in the Spirit. And then the fellowship continues. But when you do that, don't stop. Continue fellowshiping. And as many as, uh, as many as, uh, as many as those of us can speak in tongues, uh, just continue praying in the Spirit, continue singing in tongues, and um, let the book be through you. All right? Um, please, let, let's, let's continue. Also, I just want you to drop in the chat if you can hear the instrumentals playing. Just let me know if you can hear or not.
As you continue to pray, just be sensitive in your heart. Whatever prayer point the Holy Spirit drops in your heart, then pray out. Whatever instruction He drops in your heart, you know, um, execute it. Whatever impression He lays in your heart, make sure you take note of it. If it's something you can implement right away, then you do it. If it's something for later, then you take note of it. But as you as you fellowship with God, what happens is that your spirit is opened to His own spirit. And then you can begin to receive clear instructions. He might prompt you to pray in a particular manner. He might prompt you to begin to make some declarations. He might prompt you to begin to sing some songs and to begin to declare the victory. Whatever he prompts you to do, I want you to exercise that liberty and don't be tired. This is an exercise, right? We're exercising intimacy with the Holy Spirit. So exercise yourself, even when your flesh and your mind feels tired, just stretch yourself and say, I fellowship some more. Receive pray in the spirit some more so that I can receive the direction of the spirit. We have um, 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 less than 
30 minutes more to continue praying. So let's continue praying. That is a Remember to take note of anything he, he, he speaks to you. Write it down in your, in your notes or you are using a device, type it out there. And but, but by all means, don't let anything slip away from your spirit. It might just be a verse of scripture. Maybe something you, he, you read before and he reminds you of it again. Write it down. Maybe something you heard someone say and he brought it back to your memory. Take note of it. But always document, even if it's a song that he keeps impressing your heart, write the song down. It is prophetic and is going to speak into your, um, your life.
Andebe Bobi Bakatama is Kazaria, Ebrakata, Rabadias Kulandi, Malato Kadema Kadema Kapriela Skapatus Kamata. You stand on for testing. 
Thank you, everlasting Father. Let's begin to round up and just give God thanks. Let's be round up and give God thanks. Uh, bless his name for the spirit that has helped us give God thanks and worship him. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Father, we bless your holy name. We are grateful, O Lord. We thank you for fellowship, for the privilege of fellowship. Because under the Lord uh, and before Christ came, people didn't have this access, but you've given us access by the death of Jesus Christ and by the, by the equipment of the Holy Spirit. So we say thank you in the name of Jesus Christ. Blessed be your name. We receive everything that you've dropped in our hearts and you've deposited in our spirits. We thank you for the manifestation of these things and the increase of this fellowship. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. All right, so I'm going to take um, I'm going to take feedback from us, but before I take feedback, I just want to read a scripture. I, I can't go, I can't go deep into it now, but I just want to read something and and highlight it. it was Matthew 11, verse 28. Jesus Christ was speaking. He said, He said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Meaning there are times in a believer's life where you are you are weary, you are heavy laden. There are so many cares of the world that cares of life that's on your heart. Um, like again, like I said earlier, you might have outstanding bills, you might have projects you're working on, you might have tight deadlines. So many things can weigh you down and it can impact on your soul. So Jesus said, take my yoke upon you, learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in your heart, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. He says, you shall find rest unto your souls. That's what I want to emphasize. So times of fellowship like this brings rest to our souls. And if you live in a metropolitan city or you live in a busy city or you have a very busy and active job or a very busy life, the tendency for you to be weary in your soul is very high because interacting with people alone means sometimes you share their bodies, sometimes you, you receive insults, sometimes you have mixed emotions on different things. You need to have a way of getting rest for your soul. So what we just practice and which I encourage us to continue doing um, is that is a practice of, of drinking from that river of life. That gives us rest onto our souls. All right. Um, so we all we, we just need to learn how to come to the Father. Come with whatever you have in your mind, just come to Him. And He has a way of exchanging that weariness um, for rest. Praise God. Okay, so I want to ask us um in the session we, we had, um, um tell me how was it? Did the Holy Spirit drop something in your heart? Um, did the Holy Spirit drop a song? Did He drop a scripture in your heart? Did He rebuke you for something you had done before and He corrected you? Did he just tell me how was it? Um, anyone wants to share share his or her experience? I mean, you don't you might not you don't have to go into details if you don't want to, but I'd just like to know if you if anything happened while you were while we were praying. Anyone who wants to volunteer first? Um so please can you repeat the verse of scripture you just said? Is that Matthew? 
11 verse 28 to 29. Okay, um, um, Ariel, Ebenezer, please go ahead, your hands up. Yeah, so I wanted to just share something that, that ministered to my heart while we were praying. It's like, I just felt like, oh, this has been a long time I had this, like, had this type of, um, like, this type of prayer that's not focused on me, but on just the Lord. You understand? So I'm just reminded that I used to do that thing before, and I should go back. And Okay, praise God. Thank you so much for that. Um, are you done? Do I, we can't hear you, so I'm not sure if you're done or not. But um, I got what you said, that the Holy Spirit reminded you that um, to go back to this kind of, this kind of fellowship um, in your personal time. That's awesome. Thank you. So who, anyone else wants to share his or her experience? Um, what did the Holy Spirit drop in your hearts? Did he drop a scripture? You know, please go ahead. Praise God. Hallelujah. <clears throat> As we're praying and like she said, it was, you know, just a different experience. Just, you know, praying with the consciousness of like if God, you know, not coming with your, of course, everyone has their needs, but like being conscious about thanking God and just exalting him. And as towards the end, I, I just, this just came to me. I took my pen. I just started writing. And he just said, concentrate on doing the works I have planned, have placed in your heart. Let me handle the worries of life for you. So when you read that passage afterwards, <laughs> I just was there crying because I was like, okay, because I literally just wrote it and then you read that passage. So I just thank God for that. And I, I, I mean, I've learned something. God is actually, he knows everything. He knows what we're bothered about. He knows everything. So we should just concentrate on just, you know, doing his work and just exalting and thanking him. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. God bless you. All right, someone else wants to share? What was, what was your experience like? And, and again, like I always say, it might be a faint impression, but don't trivialize it, all right? So please feel free to share. Okay, so for me, can you hear me? Yes, we can. For me, it was at first, to be honest, at first I was praying, I was speaking in tongues, and I dozed off then. Before I dozed off, there's this um, ocean, the spirit leave me where yeah. mattress. Then I just jacked up again. And I continued praying. I said singing in tongues then. Then this, I don't know if people know, I know people know the song in Yoruba, but in English is sweet tone song. Sweet as name. It's just playing in my head. Like it was just playing in my head. So I just mm. I just felt peace to an extent, like peace and Prepare. I think it's been a long time I've not I've prayed without like praying about something. This one just feels like you're praying, you're praying not for something, you're just praying, like you're just praying, basically not for anything, you're just praying. Mm -hmm. But before you know, you always pray, Oh God, help me with this. But this time around, it's like I'm just praying. I don't know what I'm saying, but I'm just praying, like I'm just in the spirit, and it felt so good. Praise yeah. God. Thank you. Thank you so much. Let me just um, say something right because of what you said. You know, what I found out from my experience is that sometimes when the Holy Spirit drops a song like this, the song carries me for like three days. And that's the only song in my heart for like three days. So my playlist on my phone or my laptop, I'm just playing that exact same song. And it seems like for those, for that, for those three days, right, as I sing that song, there's just a 
an increase in the presence of God around me, an increase in the manifest presence of God and the consciousness of God's presence around me. So when 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 songs like that come, I don't realize them. I, I take note of them and I, I keep playing them until I feel like my spirit has has sucked all the nutrients from that song for that period before I move on. So thank you for sharing, Chioma. All right, someone else wants to share what was the experience like? Is there any, anybody that while you were praying, the Holy Spirit corrected you for something that you had done before or something you had said or anything like that? You want to share experience or any other experience? Please go ahead. Okay, so good evening, everyone. Good evening. Um, so this is actually my first time here, but Welcome. I was so bothered about some. Thank you. So yeah. I was so bothered about some personal experiences I've been going through and everything. Like my spirit was really troubled, and uh, my friend said the link for me to join. And after just praying, I just realized that I've been physically carrying my on my head when. I should have just handed everything over to God. Like, I feel so relaxed now. No stress anymore, just from this prayer session. And funny enough, the just the 30 minutes prayer session I met, when you were just about introducing me that about to go into the prayer session, that was the part I met. But then it has blessed me so much. I want to say thank you. Yeah. Oh, thank God. Thank God. Thanks so much for sharing, Namchinma. Awesome. So I'll take one more person before we go. Um, what was the experience like? Oh, I'll share mine as well before we go, but just one more person. One more person, anyone, anyone? Okay, so I'm assuming no one else wants to share the experience. All right, thank you so much, everyone, for sharing. And um, this is such a blessing. I really encourage you, right, <clears throat> to practice this often. In fact, have dedicated times when you are not praying for anything in particular. You are just fellowshipping with God. Most of the instructions we get would come from these times of fellowshipping, all right? And most of the refreshments will also come from this time. And what I found out is that even when you want to pray for an extended time, always start with these times of fellowship because it quickens you. And to be honest, when you hear people say, oh, I prayed for six hours, I prayed for 10 hours, they didn't pray for that long because they decided to just exert their own strength. It takes beyond your physical strength to pray for that long. It also takes beyond the consciousness of your problem to pray for that long. So someone says, well, I'm going to pray for, for five hours. And why? He says, because I have a, I have, I'm looking for a job. It takes, the, it, it takes beyond the pressure of a job to pray for that long. It takes a quickening that only the Holy Spirit can provide. So when we spend time fellowshipping and worshiping like this, in fact, personally for me, I wanted to just go on and on like, with the prayers. Because there was such a grace and such an anointing while we we're praying that I could have continued in that same vein and not feel tired. So when people feel tired in prayer, it's because they are not yet quickened. And one of the surest ways for us to be quickened is by just spending this time in fellowship and in and, you know fellowship and just receiving from God. When we do that, then whatever direction the Holy Ghost gives us, we can pray for a long time and not feel tired in ourselves. Because at that point in time, we are riding upon the grace and the supply and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. All right, so I encourage you all to do that. So for me, while I was praying, a song came to my heart. Um, most of you will know this song by, by what's her name now? By, um, oh, her name is keeping my mind. But it says, I've come to draw, 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 draw from you again. again. And it goes on and on. Victoria. Um, Victoria. Yes, thank you, Victoria Rainsey. Thank you. 
So that came my my heart when I was praying. And then also I began to, while praying, I began to sense joy that represents victory. Now I don't know what the victory, what, what the victory in particular is, but while I was praying, I sensed that about that joy springing up in my heart, and um, it represented victory as well. Um, you know, while while I was praying. And also while I was praying, the Holy Spirit, you know, worked on my heart concerning my disposition to somebody. And um, and it was so it was so great. He just eased my heart about that person and about you know my disposition towards that person, and it was such a blessing. All right. So please, I encourage you to do this, practice it, and um, again write down if it's if it's a scripture, if it's if it's a prompting, whatever it is, a song, anything it is always write it down. The reason is because spiritual things can be slippery. You want to make sure they don't slip out of your hands um, in the course of time. Praise God. All right, so thank you all for coming today. One last thing before we go. Um, if this is your first time with us, can you just kindly introduce yourself? Tell us who invited you or how you found out, found out about us and then where you are joining us from. We'll just do that quickly before we go. Um, I think I'll just take you, Chidima, since you already started speaking. So please just let us know you um, who invited you or how you found out about us and where you are joining us from. Okay. Um. Um, I was invited by Choma um, in Lagos. I'm in Lekki. Oh, awesome. Where am I calling? Yeah, that's where I'm calling from. Yes. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Chidima. Please, let's welcome Chidima in the group chats. Thank um, you. Highly welcome. Anyone else joining us today for the first time? First time in our mists? First time, very first time? Um... I am seeing, so I don't know. Okay, good. Patience. Good evening. Hi, good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Hello? Yeah, we can hear, can you. hear me. Yes, we can. Okay, praise the Lord. Um, patience. Um, invited by Dan. I saw it on his status actually, and then decided to join. Actually, I joined late, but I'm happy to be here. I'm joining from just. Oh, nice. You're welcome, Patience. Thank you for joining us. Please, let's welcome Patience as well. Welcome to Online Bible Community. Um, I'm going to drop. So, Faith, please drop the link for, for the WhatsApp group so that they can join us right away. Um, so, anyone else joining us for the first time today? So I see, I'm not sure who is sought February 2021. Um, and I don't know if you're, this is your first time joining us. But if it is, please feel free to introduce yourself. Okay, so no one else. All right. So I'm going to close it here. Um, thanks again, one, once again, everyone for joining us. Let me just drop the link to our group right away. So we have a WhatsApp group that we communicate in. So it makes it easy for everyone to, makes it easy for us to pass across information and stay updated and stay in touch. Um, so that's the group, that's the link in the WhatsApp group I just sent. So um, in the in the chat right, I just sent. <clears throat> so we're gonna meet next time, um, same time and same link, 7 p.m. on Tuesday. Um, we're gonna start a new series next week and we'll release the flyers in due time. So once again, thank you all for joining us. Have a blessed week. Um, see you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye.
Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. <coughs> Oh, better, all right.